Welcome to The Big Rich Show. This podcast will focus on conversations with friends and acquaintances within the four-wheel drive industry. Many of the people that I will be interviewing, you may know the name, you may know some of the history, but let's get in depth with these people and find out what truly makes them a four-wheel drive enthusiast. So now's the time to sit back, grab a cold one, and enjoy our conversation. Whether you're crawling the Red Rocks of Moab or hauling your toys to the trail, Maxxis has the tires you can trust for performance and durability. Four wheels or two. Maxxis tires are the choice of champions because they know that whether for work or play, for fun or competition, Maxxis tires deliver. Choose Maxxis. Dread victoriously. Why should you read Four Low Magazine? Because Four Low Magazine is about your lifestyle, the four-wheel drive adventure lifestyle that we all enjoy. Rock crawling, trail riding, event coverage, vehicle builds, and do-it-yourself tech all in a beautifully presented package. You won't find Four Low on the newsstand rack, so subscribe today and have it delivered to you. Today's guest on Conversations with Big Rich is Jeff Hauser. Got a couple of questions that we want to ask you and, you know, see how you got into off-road running sportsmen in, uh, in our We Rock Unlimited class. So shoot away. I grew up motocross background, did that for quite a while on and off since I was probably 16. Life happened. I ended up with my daughter and that kind of changed the whole dynamics I mean, doing the motocross thing, it's all about going fast. If you're not going fast, then it's, you know, and having the fear of getting hurt kind of took the edge away. I just, I didn't have the drive anymore. So the old saying with age comes a cage. And uh, I I had a Jeep. Uh, That was the first rig that I had. And I took it on a trail run one time. I mean, it was more of a, a pavement princess than than anything and the one time I took it off road it was uh pretty fun I mean I'd done some off-roading but nothing nothing serious so uh I had that jeep and I think it was back in probably like 2004 or 5 somewhere in there I went to my first rock crawl in Goldendale I remember seeing that I mean I'm thinking a rock crawl you know what what's a rock crawl And, uh, I get there and I'm just blown away. You know, I mean, I think there was a guy in a yellow samurai, I forget his name, Iceman or something. He went by that. I don't know if you recall who that was. Oh yeah. Dean Bullock. Yeah. And then there was another rig that stuck out in my head and it was a little Honda buggy with the rear engine. At the time it was orange. Um, Brent Bradshaw. Yeah. And I mean, I was sitting there, I remember watching and just kind of in awe going, I mean, how did they come up with these things? You know, what would it take? And, you know, it was just more of a a thought that crossed my mind. So with time, ended up doing a little more off-road and stuff, bought another Jeep. Wasn't like a capable rig, but, you know, something just to go up in the hills. And then I Ended up getting my first Toyota that was semi-built, beat on that for about six months. And I mean, 
where we go up here, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty popular. Uh, I mean, you got rocks, trails, mud if you want it. So that was kind of the start, um, getting it in my blood a little bit, you know, and playing in the rocks and, you know, just getting a feel for it. So. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned where, where you're from. Um, but you, where, where are you from? What's, what's the name of the city? Um, yeah. So I, I live in Eastern Washington, um, in Natchez. And for anybody that's looking to go wheeling in Washington, Google Natchez or Funny Rocks, Moon Rocks, Natchez, and that'll give you an idea. Pretty cool place if you haven't been there. Um, but yeah, I'm probably, oh, an hour from my house to be in the rocks. That's counting dirt road most of the way. Just, I mean, you can't go too fast in the buggy. When it, we'd go up in the Jeep, she could cover a lot, lot more ground faster. Right. So that, and then I'll go to Goldendale and then just down the road from Goldendale, um, down in Dallasport, there's tons of rocks, uh, to go practice on. We haven't been there yet. We're getting ready to take the new car. We're, we're, uh, working on that and trying to get it to where we can maybe tomorrow go out. I looked into doing an event in Dallasport, Mm -hmm. um, on all that, uh, lava rock that's out there. Yeah. Because there's there'd be some great parking areas and the yes. rocks look really cool. Of course it's brutal on tires. But yeah. there's there's like the River Conservatory Act or something, whatever they call it, and there's certain uh-huh. things that you can't do within the drainage area for the river. Huh. For the Columbia River, from what I understand. And so I was told don't even think about putting an event on down in there. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm not real familiar with that. Um, it would almost be worth checking into. I know they've been doing some trials events there, and the formations and the rocks that we have, everything's all on private private property. So, well, I'd love to worth. hear more about that. From you know, yeah. I'd love to talk to the person that has that property. Absolutely, and and the nice thing about that is, I mean, you got tons of parking. It would be good for the spectators because it would, I mean, you could it'd be like. Uh, Baghdad where you could see everything all at once. Right. Cool. So growing, you grew up in Natchez as well? Uh, Yes. Or no, I'm sorry. Um, I grew up in Enumclaw, got tired of the rain and chaos on the west side and moved east. And I've been there since 2004. Okay. Yep. Let's talk about your, uh, your early rigs. You mentioned the Toyota. The Toyota was kind of the next step up from more of a street rig. Is that right, yeah. So the first time I took that out, learned about burr fields, trying to pull somebody out uh, in reverse that was stuck, and that pretty much ended my weekend. <laughs> and it's uh, when I learned about the long fields and, you know, building them and, you know, just going through trying to see what everyone else was using and trying to come up with something that didn't break. Do you do the the wrenching mostly yourself? I know that you have somebody helping you with some fab work on oh. the new buggy. Yeah. Um, but do you do a lot of the wrenching yourself? I don't. Um, I do what I can to help. Like last year, Thomas Cahill and, and uh, Jesse Bigby, uh, Jesse was spotting, Tom was wrenching and and Jesse would help as well. Actually, there was a lot of people that helped, but I mean, my main 
my main core team and and uh, ranchers, mechanics, fab, you name it. But um, I don't have the patience uh, or or the confidence. You know, I mean, I want to be able to if I take it apart, did I put it together right? And I mean, in all honesty, I just want to go drive. Um, Understood. Those guys, they're really good at what they do. Um, I got Kyle Career that's doing it now, and uh, he's got a gift. I mean, he's he's impressive. Every time I see that car, it's uh, I just shake my head. Well, let's talk about the evolution of of going from the Toyota and any other rig you have, and then deciding. You said you came to the Golden Dale and watched the the Cal Rock We Rock event back then. Yep. That got your interest peaked. When did you? At about what time did you say, "Okay, I got to take try to take this stuff seriously and and come out and start competing"? When was that thought process? So I went and ended up getting a Toyota buggy, and uh, that was about the time I met my wife. We went up and and ran that quite a bit. Um, I actually bought it from one of my sponsors, Matt over at Rogue, and uh, bought that. And that was kind of like the next level rig, and it was pretty capable. Uh, I didn't have a body on it. It was tube. Still had doors and a cab, but I mean, for the most part, I didn't have to worry about destroying it. So... I was able to do a lot different lines and more technical stuff. And it was, I got that, that, uh, satisfaction, you know, that I did, uh, when I was racing motocross, you know, when you were, you know, at the starting gate and dropping or, you know, side by side with somebody coming into a set of doubles or through the whoops or something like that, getting in that rig and, and picking lines and going, you know, seeing what it was capable of doing and just, wow. Okay. So now I'm going to go try this. And, uh, that was kind of the, the turning point. Um, but there was still, we were still a long ways from it. It was, it was there, the burn, if something came up and there was a possibility of even doing it, we would do it. You know, at that point, I kind of got out of the wheeling with that rig. I sold it got back into fishing pretty serious. Um, we, I've, I've always done that. Not a whole yeah. lot of adrenaline rush fishing. No. And the frustration of this state, I mean, I've always been into the outdoors of hunting and fishing, but really took it serious at this point. I got rid of the, the Toyota buggy cause there was, it was on propane. I hated the propane. I hated trying to fill the tanks and they were in a bad spot. And there was, I mean, it was fun to run, but to get it to the next level, that wasn't an option with that particular rig. Um, I didn't want to put the money into it uh, to do that. I'd have rather bought something else and started over. So I got rid of it uh, with the intentions, you know, eventually getting something else. Got really serious into the fishing. Um, we had a few good years, and, uh, you know, my wife liked doing it. and we were either on the river or on the lake somewhere, but mostly salmon, steelhead, and uh, up there in Roosevelt, Washington, up there on the on uh, Lake Roosevelt. So, uh, and then all the laws and rules and changes, and I mean, it got to the point where I could call my 
my buddy up, which is a guide and spend $250 with him. And he's on the river all the time, catching fish, knows what's up, where they're at, what they're biting on, then trying to figure it out. And I get off work and find out they shut the river down or shorten the season. I mean, there was just, it got to the point where the frustration, it was, it was more work than it was fun. And that's uh, when I started thinking about getting rid of the boat. And then we started talking about rock crawling. So my buddy, Aaron, Aaron Montgomery and Jenny Montgomery, they're sponsors of us. Uh, they have M&M Heavy Haul. Aaron's, he's, he's kind of an adventure seeker, likes to, to buy and sell and trade. And he had a couple of rigs that he wanted to get rid of. And uh, he asked me if I'd list them for him because where he lives, he has like next to nothing as far as internet. And if somebody wanted to come out there, it's a, it's a long drive. So I listed them for him and they were kind of specialty rigs type of deal where one was a roadster. And then I can't even remember what the other one was. It was a roadster and something else, but we sold the one and we had the roadster. It was a tea bucket car. And I get this guy that sends me this picture of this buggy because we put buggy on there. You know, we'd be possibility that we'd do some trading and be interested in something like that. And I get this picture of this buggy and it's like, I have to have that. And uh, so I'm talking to the guy and, and uh, the more, you know, we started talking, the more I wanted it. And then he's like, well, I guess I don't want to trade. You know, it's not, you know, I thought I did, but, Eh, I'm going to hang on to my buggy. So I was like, okay, well, I stayed in touch with them and he'd hit me up once in a while and you sure you don't want to buy it. And well, yeah, maybe. So we have this other guy that gets a hold of us and he has this, uh, 70, what is it? A 74, 76 Bronco. And this thing is cool. I mean, it's set up really good, far from being perfect. Um, but a nice, way better than the tea bucket as far as we were concerned this was a kit car it wasn't like a an original you know anything like that we make the deal with him to possibly you know do the swap so i take a day off of work aaron comes over brings his trailer have the tea bucket in there and we drive to uh, lewiston idaho end up doing the deal so we get this bronco loaded up our other deal was this guy that we'd been talking to on the buggy. We finally come to the conclusion, we'll go buy the buggy and we'll just try it. We'll just go do an event or two and just see, you know, is this something we want to do? For me, I was like kid at Christmas. I just couldn't wait. I was like, here's my chance. I don't even care if I only do one event. I just want to do it. I mean, it was, it's always been kind of like a dream. After I got it, you know, got a little taste of it and got it into, into my head that, you know, how fun it was. And, and I'd had a few more rigs since then. I, I had a JK that was, we built pretty well. I mean, it was coilovers and hydros steering and, you know, but still a Jeep, you know, I mean, you still had the body and, and it was, it was actually a pretty fun rig. I mean, we, we had a good time in that. And, uh, so at that point I had that car or still had my Jeep and, uh, we went and picked up the Bronco and 
I was talking to the guy on the buggy and call him up. Okay, we're going to go buy it. We come to a price and Aaron's helping me out. He's going to pay for it and we'll decide what we're going to do after that. So we load the Bronco up. I call him and get the measurements of the buggy. The buggy, we were going to meet him in Vegas. He was coming up from Arizona. Measure it. And it's like an inch that we would be able to get both these rigs in this trailer because we didn't want to drop the Bronco off and then drive all the way back. And we wanted to do it this weekend, you know, that we three day weekend, we can figure it out. So measure it tells me what it is. And I'm measuring the Bronco. And I mean, it's like, okay, this is going on somebody else's measurements. We're driving all the way to Vegas. I mean, could we drive down the road with the door part way open? I mean, we're like, like weighing it out. <laughs> so of course I am somewhat of a bad influence on him. I'm like, let's go. He's like serious. And I'm like, yep, yeah, let's just do it. I mean, we took the day off. Let's, let's go on a road trip. <laughs> we get this thing all tied down in there, go fill the tank up. And I call Eddie Orton and say, Hey, we're a go. We will meet you mapping it out in Vegas at this time. So Aaron and I, of course, are like hell bent to get there. I mean, this is like, I don't even know what to explain. I'm thinking, holy crap, we're going to have this buggy. We can go wheeling and not have to worry about doors or windows or mirrors on the Jeep. Because uh, the one time I did get in a tough spot with my wife and daughter in the Jeep, it was a real tight pinch. The only time I broke anything on that Jeep, too, that axle-wise, drivetrain-wise. But um, got in there and got kind of wedged and did a little little rubbing. And uh, other than fixing the mirror, it was nothing. So anyways, we uh, I'm thinking, now I got a rig that I can go do something with. So Eddie already had me all jacked up. I mean, I was ready to go, you know, Eddie is, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'd never even met him, but I felt like we were friends for life, you know, type of deal. And, you know, you buy it all, I'll even come spot for you. And it's like, I mean, what better deal can you have? It's like, I got a guy that's done this, you know, I mean, he's willing to do this. It's like, seriously, I mean, why not? So long story short, uh, we make the trip get there and we're like we made really good time so we got to wait and i'm like well i'm gonna call him and see if he'll get here tonight i just want to get it loaded and get home and you know get back on the road and he he had some other arrangements so we had to sleep in the truck and there at the at the pilot which was hard to do because i'm thinking about this car and you know having something that i can take to the next level and actually compete in if if we wanted to he shows up course i'm looking at this thing because i mean i hadn't really seen you know i mean up there at the funny rocks you see buggies but you really don't know what you're looking at or for me i didn't know what i was looking at i mean some of them were running ls powered big motors some of them were running the small i mean just a little bit of everything but this is a full-on comp car that had competed and you know so i'm looking at it and of course i'm like let's get it you know it didn't matter and aaron he like i said I'm a bad influence on him. He's like, okay, well, if this is, you know, we'll do it. And we figured we'd get our money back out of it if, you know, we just wanted to run it and then we'd get rid of it. Well, I get in it and it's not very comfortable. I'm a little taller than Eddie. Not much, but 
enough to where it was, it's like, what am I going to do in this thing now? We're going to have to figure something out. So this is after I got it home. I mean, I didn't care when I was there. I don't even remember sitting in. I think Eddie might have loaded <laughs> it. I was just wanting to get on the road and get out of there. So we start loading it and I'm looking. I'm like, did it I fit in the trailer? It's not going to fit. And I'm like, God. And I was telling Aaron the whole time, I'm like, let's stop somewhere. We'll buy some blocks and we'll drive the Bronco up on. It'll give us a few more inches. And of course, as we're going and we get through this town and that town and uh, we'll be all right. We just wanted to keep going. So we get there and we're loading it and it's like three inches. And there's, I mean, it's, it's enough to where we're just going to strap the door. And so we take the bumper off that gets us down a little more. And then we had some blocks couple blocks you know just enough to where I can't remember how we did it but anyways we get these things loaded in there and I mean it's like nuts to butts tight I'm sitting there thinking okay we actually had an inch to spare so I'm thinking we're good let's go then I start thinking you know okay bearings on the trailer Aaron is pretty good at maintenance, you know, so I'm thinking we're good as far as that goes, but you start asking yourself all these questions. I mean, we got a pretty good load. We got a Bronco and we have a buggy in a, it was a 24 foot trailer. So it was tight and, and it's fairly heavy, you know, so I'm thinking, you know what, we've made it this far. No, no time to quit now. Let's just go. And I'm like thinking, how am I going to buy this thing? how am I going to talk my wife into it? What, I mean, what can I get rid of? You know, I'm going through all the scenarios. So we get home, we check it out and we were just going to run it, you know, maybe one event and, you know, we'll sell it here if it doesn't, you know, if it's not what we want. So I get it home and I actually finally start to get in it, sit in it, trying to figure it out, call Eddie like 20 times, trying to figure out what this switch is and, what's that? And how do you do this? And what do you think about this? And I think he started looking at his phone, seeing that I was calling. He's just like, Oh, no, <laughs> nope, pushing the button, you know, denying the call. But actually, no, honestly, he was amazing. He would he helped me with everything I needed, had all the questions and told me what he could. So I felt pretty good. And we took it out the first time and it was, it was really tight in there. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. This thing is just, but I'd been wheeling for, you know, I drove an hour on a dirt road to get to where we could even start wheeling. So that didn't help anything. And long story short, after doing it, I'm like, okay, take it or leave it. I know that my wife's going to not really be all in on this whole deal. Um, just because, I mean, we've, I mean, she sacrificed so much, you know, on other things where every time I do a new mod to my Jeep, Chad over at Build It Off Road, you know, I'd walk in there and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And how can I make this like a safety thing, you know, and let her know, you know, this is all <laughs> about safety. We want to go up and we want to be able to drive back home. Now I get that thrown in my face all the time. Anything I want to do, she's like, let me guess, it's about safety. And yeah, you know, it is, we got to do a take five and, you know, do all our, our safety uh, precautions. So yeah, we do need that part. I get her talked into 
let me do one event. So we're doing this event over in Idaho. It's called uh, Groundhog. And that's the first rock crawl we ever did. I mean, I'm like excited. I can't wait to go. I just want to, you know, get my feet wet, see what it's all about. And uh, Chad and Jolene, the owners over at Build It Off Road, they came with their kids. And it was just a one-day event. So we stayed over there in, uh, oh, shoot. Or it was in Bend. Did I say Boise? I meant Bend. So we're over in Bend at this nice motel and which was cool because there was a pool. So the kids, it wasn't all about me. I mean, the, and I felt like it was, you know, so we go to dinner and then there's a pool and, you know, everyone's having a good time. And I'm just thinking, I can't wait till tomorrow, you know, laying there, went to bed and I'm thinking about lines and okay, Aaron ended, he was my spotter. He'd never even, I mean, spotted or anything he does have a, a jeep and he's he's into it he's got an lj that's built and he basically went out and bought it and dropped it off didn't drive it or anything and dropped it off built it off road and told chad just do what you want so to speak i mean it was it was kind of cool to see the transformation of that thing and cool rig but anyways he spotted for me and we got out there and of course, that car was the way their classes were. It was like an unlimited car or something like that. I can't even remember. Some of the cars that we were running against, uh, there was a couple pretty decent decent rigs and good drivers. I mean, we, we got smoked. But we got out on the first course, and it was like, I mean, you got to start somewhere. And that was my biggest thing, you know. I mean, if you don't try it, you're never going to know. And I'm looking, I'm seeing... I remember when I was racing motocross, you'd get on the starting line. The guy next to you would have a bike. I mean, he looked like a factory guy. I mean, just looking at him, you knew he was fast. And then you'd look at the, at the results at the end of the race, or if I'd won the moto, I'm like, I, well, I beat that guy. You know, I'm thinking that guy can't be that fast. And you look and he's like mid pack or way down there. But you know, it was always in your head, you know, you'd see these guys, I mean, anything you could put on the bike, you know, tons of money sitting there on a starting line with an umbrella, somebody holding over his head and you're thinking he's got to be fast, you know? And so a little bit of that popped back in, you know, I'm looking at these other cars and thinking, damn, these things are, uh, there was a couple of rear steers and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll just go do what we do. I mean, that's, that's all we can do. We got to start somewhere. So we get out there and on the first course we did really well. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is, I got a little confidence. I'm thinking, we can run with these guys. And the whole time I told Aaron, I said, we can do it. I mean, we just got to get a rig. And I mean, it's like anything else, you know, even like the fishing, you, you see 300 boats out there going around a little circle, salmon fishing. And I remember the first time I did it, I thought I was going to go out there and slam, you know, everybody's catching fish. And that's all I did is watch people catch fish. So it was, uh, it was one of those things. I'm like, okay, it's the same thing. Just get out there and you got to try it. You got to do it. So get out there, do it. The next course we're horrible. I mean, we're like plus 20 something. I'm like, no biggie. You know, we'll just keep going doing our thing and just kind of started the next one, it was bad. I think there was like six or seven different ones. It was, but it was just a one day event. So they were cramming them in there. And, uh, and then we started to get some rhythm and, you know, just 
silly stuff that we were doing, but you know, it's like, okay, now we know where we're at. We know what this is somewhat about. And to me, your, your, uh, events are like kind of like the elite, the we rock. I mean, that's, that's like the, the cool stuff, you know, of rock crawling. So that was our next thing, Goldendale. And we're sitting there thinking, okay, we get there. I think I talked to you a few times before it and I'm, you know, just trying to get a feel and, you know, support and trying to say, Hey, if, you know, lend a hand. I think I brought you some signs or something and yeah. uh, just trying to understand and see the format of that and how that went get there. And so we ran, I think we ran, we ran the sportsman, but we got to run the unlimited courses. So I didn't understand how the classes were. I know Eddie told me when I bought that car, he goes, the cool thing about this car is you can run sportsman a, and you don't have to go out there on your first deal and, and, uh, and do the, the unlimited stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. I got a car that I can run sportsman a. So I'm going to go ask Rich if this car can really do sportsman a, I'm like, do you know this car? Oh yeah. I know that car. I've seen it. I mean, that thing's been around forever. Everybody's had it. It seems like wherever I'd go, Oh, I remember when it was here or there and we did this to it. And then it had that. And anyways, we get there, get set up, look at the courses. And I'm thinking, I don't remember Goldendale looking like this from, I hadn't been there since the first, event that I'd ever seen. And uh, so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, this, we could do this, you know, and then we get out there and that, I mean, I'm bellied out on everything. And, but anyways, before that we get signed up, we're checking everything out. It's, you know, it's at that point, I'm just kind of looking, it's like surreal, you know, I'm thinking we're here, we're doing it. And I thought, you know, I never thought I'd really do it, but you know, and to some people, I mean, you think, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, what's a big deal? But to, to us, it was. So we get everything unloaded and set up and, you know, a driver's meeting and, you know, you're looking at around and you're seeing some, you know, this is legit, you know, some of the stuff, but there wasn't very many, uh, of course, it's Goldendale, a lot of the, the uh, unlimited guys, a lot of sportsmen. Um, and there was some, some, cool stuff um you know that was there oh wait let me throw one thing in i did forget i did do another rock crawl the reader rock crawl it was prior to this i did it before goldendale so i did bend and then i did reader and reader we did not complete a single course it was brutal i thought after i got done there i'm like i'm never coming back here i mean it was big rocks it was different different than what we do on most of the we rock events it was more like boulders and it was man-made so they were placed you know oh, the way that yeah. they did them and logs and now looking back it i mean it was actually pretty cool but i told myself i'm never coming here again it was a waste so they did last year they did we did go back and uh and i'm glad i did had a good time it was fun they did have another course i basically went more so for the seat time at that point because we were running your your series it was yeah it was a good time but but the first time to go back in time not to jump around here but we uh 
I, I mean, like I said, I loaded the car. I was like, I couldn't wait to get home. I was like, I'm done. I mean, we were bellied out, timed out on everything. I mean, it, it was just frustrating. It's like, and I looked at these things and I thought, oh yeah, we could do that. I mean, I remember when we were going to the first course, a guy broke an axle just trying to get onto the course. And I was thinking, Jesus, you know, I mean, just to get there is like a gauntlet. So, um, but not everybody did that. The cool thing that I took away from that event is I met um, Jason Conover and he's been an inspiration and, and Nate, those two guys, I mean, I didn't know them, but they were helpful. That was the one thing, just the people that you meet, everybody's kind of willing to help out. So Jason, I got to talking to him and, you know, some of the stuff that he's done and, you know, his cars that he built, the, the S&N fab cars and, and stuff like that and shed some light on stuff. And then I ended up, you know, kind of staying in touch with him, talk to him or we message each other quite often. And in fact, I was going to have him take my buggy that I had and build a car this year, but with some other challenges, we were just not able to do that. So I'll get to that. That rock crawl was, like I said, never going back. So we end up at Goldendale. We're doing that. We get there. First day, I remember watching James Tracy just, I mean, he made it look so easy. It's like, we can do this. James he's in does sportsman. That. Yeah. He's, he's in sportsman. I mean, it's, we're kind of comparable, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, and then Nate was in our class too. So that's, that's when I met Nate. I'm watching these guys and, you know, I'm going, okay. Yeah. We're pretty much out of our league again. And, but that's okay. We're here, we're doing it and we're getting seat time. So Corey, he ended up becoming my spotter, which it was a little bit tough because he worked nights and Corey Stump, he uh, helps Chance Holloman on their uh, Ultra 4 car there for hammers. But anyways, he came over to spot for me because he'd been in this and he may have competed in a Wee Rock event or two or something like that. But anyways, he started spotting for me and we went that route. He spotted the first day. And we both at the end of the day, were just like, you know, he's apologizing. I'm saying, Hey, well, I mean, I've got other options, you know, and I'm thinking, is it him or is it me or is it a combination? But I started thinking, okay, he drove over. It was a long drive after working nights. Enjoy the event, go walk around. Don't worry about me. You know, I want him. I mean, we're not going to do anything anyways. It's just, we're here, we're competing, and this is what we wanted to do. So I wanted him to enjoy his time. And so I went over and grabbed a, a buddy of mine, Nate Shilperoot. He came over and I tried to talk him into spotting for me. And I know he didn't want to, but he did anyways. So he, uh, and he, he did a good job. I mean, it was, it was kind of fun because he's wheeled way more than I had at that point and probably even now today I mean he's he's always up in the woods side by side or jeep but anyways he spotted that event and uh or that second day and we did much better the second day it felt better I mean we were starting to kind of hit a little bit of rhythm got that done and 
ended up at that point, I felt like, okay, I've done three events. We'll sell the car. I mean, thank you, Aaron and Jenny for the opportunity. I mean, what more could I say? I got to do it. So I'm talking to my wife, trying to come up with a game plan. We'll sell the car. And I'm like, I'm going to sell my boat too. I mean, at that point, Springer Fishing came on and I was just over it. it. It was so frustrating. By the time the fish got into the river, they shut it down. And I got a $30,000 boat sitting there and I don't want to use it. It's $300 to hook on. By the time you do gas, gas in the boat, food, bait, all the other crap you get, a minimum. So I'm like, I'm going to sell it. If I want to go fishing, I'll call up my buddy John at Plug Off Outfitters. I can go with him, you know, 250 bucks. I don't have to worry about someone stepping on a rod or running around trying to figure the fish out and not even catch anything while they're, you know, all the time, like I said, that's what they do and they're tossing them in. Sometimes it takes a little while to get to that point. So I sell the boat and now I'm working on selling the car and I had it listed and my wife, at that point said, well, I mean, you sold the boat. Why don't you just keep the car and compete? And that's where it started. Really. I mean, that was the, okay. We got a feel for it in those three events and, you know, kind of seeing what happened. And I'm thinking, okay, you don't need to tell me twice. Done deal. After I sold my boat, I sold, let's see. I sold my tackle and a bunch of rods. I ended up with like 11,000 bucks and we were, she was like shocked on how much I was too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, but it, I had a room that was literally like a sporting goods store. I mean, if I needed bait, I'd just go down to the freezer. It was all in there. I mean, we, we took it pretty serious. So I sell this gear and I give Aaron the money and I'm going to buy the car with some time and, I end up doing that, or let me back it up. I got rid of my white Jeep and I got this LJ. My my JK, I was gonna compete with that. I'm like, screw it, I'll just run that thing. It and it was it was done up good. But this guy had this LJ close to where I lived and it was really built. I mean, it was linked, nice rig, LS, awesome rig. Anyways, it was very capable, good, good wheeling rig. I'm like, I'll I'll compete in that. So I'd bought in that then sold the boat and then it kind of started to snowball. So that's, I sold the tackle and that's what got me buying the car from Aaron. And then once she told me that I decided to sell the LJ, which I hated doing, but there was more to the LJ thing. It was kind of cool. So I sold, sold the LJ, paid off the buggy, met the guys that bought the LJ ended up becoming really good friends and uh, they live over on the west side they've come to a few of my rock crawls they sponsor us mcnell septic and uh, actually they were going to come down they're going to bring their rigs down to sand hollow and we we're going to spend some time wheeling and and stuff take a take a week and and just go screw off but um obviously with this COVID. covid thing going on everybody knows what that's all about so sell the LJ, pay the buggy off. Now I own it. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to 
you know, come up with a game plan. What are we going to do here? And I talked to Eddie a little bit and, you know, it was way out there before we were going to do anything. So I figured I met Jesse Bigby, I think once it was kind of ironic because uh, Jeremy Sodorf, he spotted for Jeremy and Jeremy's with the Toyota. He's done all your events there in Goldendale. And then those guys ran the full series here a while back. And so I knew Jesse was spotting. Jeremy wasn't really doing a whole lot as far as the full series. He was just focusing on the local stuff, Goldendale and that sort of thing. He's, he's been busy, you know, with work and life and all that stuff. So I, I reached out to Jesse and I called him up and I said, Hey, what do you think? Are you interested in maybe trying to do the full series? And he's like, I don't even think he hung the phone up and he was at my house type of deal. So that's commitment. So I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, he's done it before. And I mean, I'm still newbie green, you know, there's, I mean, I'm just taking it all in. I'm still thinking now we're doing it, you know? So Jesse gets a hold of Tom and I got Chad VZ at build it off road and I've got pretty good support getting going. So we all kind of sit around and talk about it and how are we going to do it? Come up with somewhat of a plan. So we load the buggy up, take it over to Jesse's. And that's when we start going through it and really seeing what we have here and, you know, changing a few things and, you know, getting it to our satisfaction. But the bad thing is I had to have surgery on my foot. So I go in, I get the surgery and then I start counting. Then the schedule comes out for We Rock. And I'm counting the days and I'm like, oh man, I might still be in a cast. So I go down. I don't think they casted it. No, they didn't. I had this other deal on there. I think I got cleared the Wednesday before we took off for Baghdad. So car's ready. I can barely walk. Like literally I couldn't put my shoe on because my foot was still too swollen. So I borrowed one of Jeremy's shoes. So that guy with the mismatched shoes at Baghdad two years ago, we're trying to walk the courses. (laughs) I can't even like walk the courses. I just, it's like, just tell me which way to turn. I mean, let's just get this first one. We only need to do three, three of the four, but if, you know, if we can get here and just get on the board and get this one behind us, we'll be better for, you know, the rest of the season. We get to Baghdad. Everybody came, you know, I mean, it was cool. Jeremy came, uh, Friday's wife, Thomas rolled in and slept in the trailer the first night. (laughs) And, uh, we figured that wasn't, we, Tom, we got to get you a room or something, you know? So long story short, we stayed over in Prescott. Jesse stayed in the motel in Baghdad. Tom's sleeping in the trailer. Jeremy and Friday are in the camper. And I mean, it's just kind of a shit show, but we roll in there. We fire up the car and we're getting ready to go for the little run up to the mine, you know, and we're thinking, cool, well, we've done all this work and we have not got to run the car at all so we're thinking we need to go on this so we parked by charlie charlie vaca and charlie was like it it just it was cool because you know he's looking at our car and talking about his and i mean you know charlie is it just felt okay we've got we've got a person you know a friend (laughs) so it's not just us 
So Charlie's like, well, are you going to go or not? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to go. So we take off out of there, get up towards the mine, and my car dies. I'm like, Jesus, here we go. And now we're at the furthest point and get it started back up, runs for a little while, and it dies. So I'm having fuel pump issues. I reach out on the We Rock site and on the competitor site that you have, ask if anyone has a fuel pump. It was crazy. I mean, the, the, the people that, you know, were willing to help and Tyler ended up, or yeah, it was Tyler, ended up having one. I didn't end up needing it, but we're messing with it. This guy comes over and he's looking at it, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. This guy knows what he's talking about. He's asking these questions and it sounds like, you know, I'm sitting there going, look over and I see his car and it's like, okay, we're good. Did a few things, checked a couple other things, go and take it for a spin. Everything's fine. It feels good. It's running good. We're okay. But we do have a spare fuel pump at this point. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll be fine. We didn't drive, you know, two days to watch an event with a car in the trailer. We go to bed and get up and, you know, the excitement of the first big deal. We're out of our own town. I mean, we're, we're here, we're going, we're at We Rock and just watching, you know, like everybody, I mean, you could tell the guys had been there, you know, I mean, it's just the normal thing for us. It's a big deal. So we're thinking, you know what, let's go do what we do. Let's go get out there and you still got to put your, your shoes on or boots or whatever, get your helmet on. Everybody's got to do the same thing. Anything can happen. Let's just go have fun. At that point, my wife had flown in. She wasn't able to travel with us because um, she had to work. So I'm feeling good. We got our, our group and let's go. And so you, we split the groups up and, you know, you're looking at people and there's a few other people that hadn't done it. And I end up talking to this guy that's like either in front of me or behind me. We get to talking you know, have a pretty good conversation throughout the day. We're running the courses. Uh, the first day, first course, it actually cost us like, I mean, we may have had an opportunity to win, but I almost ran Jesse over. Barely, I can't remember. We may have timed out. I can't remember the whole thing, but it was it was horrible. I mean, it was like, did we just do that? We don't belong here. I'm thinking it's like, Jesus, that was embarrassing. But it's like, you know, who, who cares? Everybody has their moments. So I had to just calm down. I'm pretty, I get, I, yeah, I get wound up pretty easy. So, and Jesse's the same way. So I ended up kind of being the one like Jesse would get kind of crazy on the radio. And I'm like, what, what, what? And he goes, Oh no, no, it's okay. Sorry. I just, you know, and so as we're getting to learn each other, you know, cause we'd never worked together. So after that, things got better. We got that first one, kind of like the first jitters out of the way. And here we are, we're going. So I'm talking to this other guy, which I find out he's from Washington also. And it's Brett Gilkey. Brett and I have, you know, he finishes like seventh or something, or maybe I was seventh or I can't remember. Maybe we were fifth and he was seventh. But anyways, Casey Aragon wins it. I remember when Casey pulled into the lot, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that setup. That is awesome, you know, and his buggy looked brand new. And I'm thinking, oh, we're not competing against those guys, you know. 
rear steer, that thing, you know, cool. A couple times we talk to them throughout the course and do our thing and Duncans are doing their thing and the day ends and I look at the score and a girl's beating me and I'm like ticked off. I'm at the motel. I'm telling my wife, it's like, I mean, there's so many things that we could have done. I mean, I mean, we're mid pack and I'm thinking, okay, if we could clean it up, we could definitely make some progress here. I mean, we're not that far out. Some of the stuff we did or I did was just like easy to, to get, I mean, definitely room for improvement. I apologize. I'm not making fun of you, Mackenzie. You're a great driver, but you were kicking my butt and I didn't <laughs> like it. So anyhow, we get back for the second day after a close call. We were heading heading there from the motel and I'm cruising on the back roads from Prescott to uh, Baghdad in this rental car and I'm kind of messing around. It's a long straightaway and I'm looking, look at this little Nissan. My wife looks over and we're doing like 102. I'm like, can you believe it's going that fast? Just playing around, you know, I just wanted to show her and, you know, being silly every once in a while. I look over as I'm going, there's like a big lot and there's two staters sitting there as we go by. And I'm like, looks like we're done. We rocking, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, thinking I'm just waiting for them to pull out and they don't. So I'm thinking, okay, somebody's looking out for me. I'm going to quit screwing off. It was just that one little stretch, you know, just screwing around type of deal almost cost us. So we get going, get to the event, get ready. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm like, I told Jesse, I said, here's the deal. He goes, do you want to be conservative? I'm like, no. And he kind of gives me that look and it's like, you know what? It's three out of four. We have nothing to lose. We got to go run every bonus type of deal. I know we can do these things. It's dry. We're not dealing with the rain, the slick rocks, like it was the first day. I'm like, let's just go for broke. We get out there and right off the bat, we're on A1 and we have an awesome score. I mean, I think we we were close to perfect on it. And that was one of the tougher courses or what, or I'm sorry, not A1, but C1. C1. Get through it. Now I've, I've got a little confidence, you know, I'm feeling like, okay, we belong here finally, you know, watching, watching Tyler and Logan, those guys do their stuff, you know, I'm watching them and doing the burn downs and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, dang, these guys are dialed, you know, and here we are, we've got a more capable vehicle, but the driver's not as capable as them. I mean, I just, I'm still learning it. I'm trying to get things figured out. We changed everything around. We just, the second day we got out there and I think we had the low score. It just, it felt good to get out there and, and look at that and take that. That's what we took away from that event. And I told Thomas and, and Jesse, I'm like, we can win. I mean, literally, we can win this stuff. We can do this. I mean, we just got to clean up a few things. And, and so next event is Sand Hollow. We get some other stuff done on the car. Tom changed basically the whole front end to where one of the things on that thing is there was really poor vis visibility. So changed a bunch of stuff there. I could see a lot better. And, and now we're 
you know, we got a little confidence. I'm feeling like we can do this, you know, and, and I mean, we really actually won the second day if you look at it like that. So trying to get them, you know, and they're thinking the same way and, you know, let's go do what we can do. So we get to Sand Hollow, beautiful place. I mean, just looking at it and just kind of in awe, it's like, I could stay here for the rest of my life and wheel and hang out with these golfers and go over to the reservoir and, you know, screw off there in the water. I mean, this place is awesome. And uh, so get the car unloaded, do our thing. And now we're feeling like, okay. And in, in between the two events, we've, you know, Brett Gilkey and I, we talked on the phone a little bit, talked to Eddie, are you going now? Why? You know, I'm like, dude, you said you were going to spot for me. I haven't even, he was judging at Baghdad and it's like, I'm looking at him and going, you're going to judge when I need you to spot. And, uh, but I had Jesse, so we were good. And, uh, so anyways, we, uh, get out there and just start doing what we do. And I told Jesse, I mean, it's all we can do. I'm not going to worry about what anyone else is doing or what their car is or anything. We just need to focus on us. So we start going and, you know, we, we were doing good. Everything was, you know, just as planned, had a couple little things that we screwed up on that in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, we can fix that tomorrow. I mean, now we're past that. Get to the last course. I'm thinking, okay, we, this, this one, this car will do good on this. And we got it. So I back up the hill and uh, or the rock and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go through this bonus. No big deal. Easy. And I start going. And when I dropped off it and I didn't know this at the time, it felt like this happened, but I was like, you know, I'm still, you know, until we seen the video of my helmet cam, that's when it confirmed it. But when I dropped off it, I had my hand on the shifter and it kind of jolted. So it put the car in reverse. So it kind of came up and I'm like, I didn't even expect it to really come up that much. You know, I knew that it, I mean, it wasn't anything that serious. And uh, so I'm like, as it came up and I'm like, gosh, it feels like it's still going. I'm going to drive through it. So I hit the gas and I mean, that thing immediately endos, it flips. And I'm like, that was weird. I mean, it was almost like why? And I went right through the cone, like Jesse said, in some of the pictures, it looks like he's running for his life. He did that a lot. I mean, there was a lot of times where I was like, man, I almost killed him. (laughs) He's not spotting for me this year. He says he's busy, you know, life. And it's like, he's sitting there thinking, God, I'm glad I got out of that. I'm alive. So (laughs) he ran for his life and then comes up and goes, dude, we got to get the car back over. You made it through that thing. And I'm like thinking the same thing, but I can hear a lot of stuff like on the intercoms and I'm thinking, I hear stuff's leaking and get out. And my, of course my wife wants to run out there and I can hear her and it's like, is this thing on fire? I mean, do I need to like, I mean, where are we at? I want to try to get the car back over so we can finish. So at that point I didn't know it, but we were in first place and that basically we were done. We couldn't get the car flipped back over. And I felt like I just let us let the team down. Cause I mean, in our minds, it's ours to lose. I mean, we won the second day there. We belong here. We're running good. You know, just threw it away. The crazy thing about this is we get the car flipped back over with the help of everybody else that jumped in and helped and, and whatnot. 
and get it towed out. And Casey Aragon comes up and says, hey, you can take my truck and trailer. Keep in mind, he's in the points lead. He won Baghdad. Let's me take his pickup, just gives me the keys. And, and he doesn't really know me. He doesn't have to do this. Steve Nance landed a hand and, you know, said if anybody broke or this or that, I got my shop. I get a hold of Steve. Casey gives me his truck and trailer so I don't have to load my tank up and try to get it down there. It just, it was a lot easier, faster, load it up, take it down to Steve Nance. And the shock tower was tweaked and a couple other things. So Steve gets in there and I mean, gets it almost back to perfect. I, I still, I owe you Steve. Thank you so much. We get the car basically put back together, get back to the event. And we had some issues with the steering. I mean, from it being upside down, had to do a few things. And anyways, we get the car dialed back in. We hear a noise the whole weekend. There was like a noise in the transfer case or the transmission. We were trying to figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And I'm thinking, okay, something screwed up. We're not even, I mean, we're broke. We're not, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking the worst. I'm kind of, frustrated at this point but it's like we still got to go i mean who cares things running now we're gonna run it until it breaks second day we get going and we're having a good day we so we went from first to seventh and thinking okay well if we could just get on the podium that's that's all we want to do it's all we want to do we can't worry about what anyone else is doing and of course jesse you know he's he's a little more watching and paying attention and seeing what other people are doing. And then Tom's, Hey, I seen somebody time out here and this person that, and I'm like thinking, huh, we're running good, you know? So, uh, everything's coming together and just keep doing what we're doing. So we finished the event, go down and turn my card into Shelly. And I'm like, Hey, we got to get on the road. So tell me, are we close to the podium? And she adds it up and she goes, uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. The podium, but I want to get, I got to go to work tomorrow. So we're, uh, wanting to go. So we go load up everything and get ready and go over to the awards ceremony. That was kind of, I mean, like the, the moment that you're calling off people and come to find out we won the event. It was like, wow. You know, and it reminds me, I was, I was thinking like back in the day when I raced motocross, I mean, you fall down and in the early stages when I first started racing, if I crashed or something like that, it was just like, screw it. I'm not going to win. I'm over it. I'd just go out and, and just put around. I would just, I'd give up. And then as I got older, it was like, you know what, if I crash, I'm going to get back up. And there were a couple times where I'd crashed, got back up and still won the moto. So it was, that was kind of like the, the same thing, you know, I mean, we flipped the car. I mean, basically threw it away in a sense, but we still have a whole nother day. I mean, so much can happen. Somebody else could be us that was ahead of us, you know? So, uh, we stuck with it and ended up winning that event. And that put us, I think, in a tie, I think, with Casey Aragon. 
And then Gilkey was moving up into the the points after that one. He had a good run. I think he finished fourth, third or fourth or something like that. Mackenzie was third. It was a, it was a fun event. It was a good deal. And but it was something to take away from it was never give up. We loaded up and it was a nice drive home. <laughs> and Donner it's was nice next when one. you go home to the winter. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm feeling pretty good. Jesse's happy. There was probably two or three times we texted, and I was like, "Did we win?" <laughs> you know, you're you're thinking this is what we're here for, and we're finally starting to hit our marks. So we get back. We're doing stuff to the car and. Like a week before Donner, I'm up at the Funny Rocks. We went up, we did a bunch of stuff to the car again. And uh, Kevin Hornbaker came over, him and his wife. And we were like, cool, let's go up. We're going to go play, go practice. And we get up there and get going. And of course, I'm like, I it'd been a while since I'd been in the car, like since Donner. So couldn't wait to get out there. And it was a nice day. Perfect situation i go over and look at this line that i've never been on it's pretty gnarly it's a tough one for our cars because without rear steer and without running 42s it was undercut really bad you know we figured okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna mess around on it a little while but what i didn't do is wait for jesse and you know i figured kevin's over here i'll just have kevin just kind of watch for me not saying this is kevin's fault or anything like that but we didn't have the headsets on or the communication. And so I start dinking around on it and I'm going back and forth and I'm trying to just get it to grab and just get me to the point where I can maybe climb this thing. Struggling. So I try another line. Well, it grabs. I flip it over backwards. When it comes down, it busts the wheel and the unit bearing. And we've got next weekend in Donner. So back to the We Rock competitors site. Does anybody have a unit bearing? Does anybody have a wheel? You know, I'm asking people that are local, hey, let me see your beadlock. What's the offset on that? I'm trying to, you know, just come up with something. We got to go to Donner no matter what. So John Matthews, um, another king of the hammer guy and, uh, and does some rock crawls as well. Um, I get a hold of him. And John calls Trail Ready, calls Larry. them up. And anybody that's tried to get Trail Ready beadlocks, they're usually on back order. You know, you got a bit of a wait. They're, they're pretty popular. He gets a hold of the guy. This is no joke. I literally had a brand new wheel made for me sitting at my work in 48 hours. So I'm thinking, where do I thank? Who do I hug? That was the main thing was a wheel because every wheel seemed like the offset was a little bit off or, or whatever. And so we get the same wheel. So we're, we're good there. Eddie gets a hold of me. He's got unit bearings. He could mail them. Well, Chad Vesey over at Build It Off Road ended up getting me something and making me between him and Blaine, uh, another one of our friends that's uh, very talented at fab and stuff was able to uh, get us squared away on the unit bearing. Everything was put back together and Thomas spent, I don't know how many hours 
fixing my screw up. And uh, we get the car together, test it. We're good to go and load up for Donner. Get to Donner, we got to put water in that one and a couple other things. And we make the event. So Donner, uh, very disappointing. Um, at that point, we're in the points lead. And I'm thinking, okay, if we could win Donner, we'll win the series. First day we go out and everything's going just like, like it should. We get on to, is it the second or third course? I can't remember, but we end up pinching the throttle cable somehow. We were kind of in a, a weird position that got pinched. So I'm going and I go through this little spot and I go to go up this little hill. And it was, it was kind of ironic because Jesse goes, once you get going, you're going to have to gas it. Well, I go to gas it and I can't get the thing to stop. I mean, it's full throttle because it's bound up where it was pinched inside the, the line and I'm trying everything. So I shut the car off and I'm like, Hey, this thing, you know, we're screwed. I can't get it. You know? So we realize that we got to do something. So we end up, I'd start it. I kept my hand on the, on the kill switch and I'd start it and go a little ways and shut it off. I mean, at full throttle, limp it through the course. We end up finishing with like nothing on the clock. And, uh, so that gets us some time to go assess why the throttle's sticking and long story short, Tom figures it out and we're going to, we'll be okay. I mean, it's moving to where it's not sticking. Tyler Harper and, and Logan, they were going to go down to uh, summit the, the next day or, or no, after the event, cause they needed to go get some parts. So I'm like, Hey, please. Of course, those guys were all about helping. So they picked me up a, a new throttle cable that we ended up using for the second day. But we did get through. Um, I think we were in second place maybe at the end of the day behind Brett. We knew the second day that we, I mean, there's no, I mean, Brett's at this point, he's driving, running. They're doing good. They're, they're on strike. So going into the second day, Car's running good. We're doing our thing. We did hit one cone that we shouldn't have. It was, I, I still think Scott might've kicked it over. He was, he was judging a Scott Duncan. I'm not sure, but I think he did. Maybe kicked it over an extra five inches, but that's okay. <laughs> we hit it. And, and I'm just kidding about that, Scott. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we hit the cone, ended up, you know, whatever, just, keep going, keep pushing, keep doing what we do. The last course, it was, uh, gosh, I can't remember which one, what number it was, but it got pretty rooted out, pretty dirty. It was kind of by where the, the um, shootout started down there. And I mean, it was gnarly, especially for my car, because some of the rocks that were exposed, um, you know, that, that car didn't have a whole lot of uh, belly clearance. So we get going and Jesse's like, we shouldn't do that bonus. I'm like, no, we have to do that bonus because we're too close in points. I don't want to look back and go, if we would have just done that, you know, I'd rather do it and not be able to make it or something like that. Jesse's a little more conservative. I'm like, I mean, it's all or nothing. I don't want to be conservative. I, I just, 
I don't want to look, like I said, look back and go, if we sh did that, we would have been, you know, so we get going on this thing and get through them. And there was one that we didn't do that. I mean, it was obvious and we finish and we're really close to then. I can hear my wife screaming in the thing because they're looking at the time and I'm, I know how much, you know, I, I know where I was and you know, to them, they're thinking 15 seconds and you still got to go through this and that. And it's like, just, you know, it's funny because a lot of times when I'm out there, I can hear her screaming. <laughs> so we get down there and I'm thinking I can hear her like freaking out. Go, go, go. You know and I'm thinking? I'm going just, it's okay. And uh, we get through and of course we didn't time out. I mean, we were, we were close, but it was one of those things. And it was like, I know we didn't have enough. I mean, it was just in the back of my mind. And uh, so we get down there and of course, Brett and uh, Shayla won. We took second. And uh, so we were still in the points lead going to Goldendale. That is the one place we wanted to try to win Donner and that would have, we wouldn't have had to worry about Golden Dale. We could have just went and, and just done our thing and no pressure. And uh, so in the back of our mind, we're like, okay, we got to go to the place that we do not want to go to because this car is, you know, it's just not a good car for Goldendale. We didn't run the C courses the first year. So I'm thinking... Um, I think I asked you, do we run A or C? Is it, you know, because that was the only place we did it. And you were like, no, if you're doing the thing, you run C. So we're thinking, okay, we got C, the C course. That's better for us, but it was tight. And of course, we had a monsoon rain the night before. And that course was slick and muddy. And right off the bat, I think we, what did we do? We, I mean, it was like, horrible we pointed out on the first one and i'm thinking okay we dug ourselves a big hole right off the bat but we've been here before i mean most of the time we've come back you know and we're thinking and going into that we won reader so we're feeling pretty good we're we're podium um, or getting on the podium each time and we're getting some rhythm we we need to you know do this here at goldendale in front of our hometown and all our support and marketing partners and people that have followed us, they're all here. So it's time to get it done. Just a little pressure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, I kind of like the pressure for some reason. I don't know why. I just do better under pressure. So we dig this hole and I'm thinking, I mean, I'm like really disappointed. I'm like disgusted. It's like, we just, how did that just happen? So on to the next course and we get out there and I think this is when I finally come to the conclusion that I am going to run my own timer because I know how you are. It doesn't matter what timer. This is the one that counts. So we get going and I'm like, well, if that's the case, you know, if I need to know the time, we'll just ask. We don't need a timer in the car. So the judge on that course was they started it and they were counting it backwards rather than going and clicking it from one to 10 minutes. It went from 10 to one. So we're out there on the course doing our thing. Everything's going good. 
And we're like, well, we got, we're, we asked the time and they tell us the time and we're like, oh, well, we're doing good. So we spent a little more time on this bonus thing, got through that and came up to the next one and we're doing our thing and going through and all of a sudden time. And I'm like, what do you mean time? How's it time? Well, when we asked for the time, when they said the time, it, that was not how many minutes we were in. That was how many minutes that were left. So, Which is the way they should a, be doing it. Right. So it was a big difference. They were doing it opposite what they normally do. I think, yeah, so we usually go 10 to 1. She went 1 to 10. Okay. And that's right. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's why you should have your own timer. You know, I mean, not that it's going to make a difference, but you're going to know. At least and you know where you're at on course. Exactly. We get through that. So now we timed out. So we pointed out and we've timed out. And then uh, the next two courses, um, we were negative 20, 30, somewhere in there on both of them. We did, we did well, did our normal, you know, for us that, you know, we felt we, we had a pretty good run the rest of the day. So we go into the second day. Course is a lot better. Now we're running some tougher stuff and it's, uh, you know, we start doing our thing and things are going good and I break a cable on my transfer case. So luckily I was locked in, but I mean, for that car, I need to be able to lock, unlock my cutting brakes were everything. I mean, that's, I, I would get done with an event and go to work the next Monday and pull onto a job site and feel like I needed to grab my cutting brake to get around a piece of equipment or through a gate or, you know, somewhere I just, it's like, I just need to burn this over or dig here or whatever. And, you know, it's just like, Jesus. So we break the cable and we're in four wheel drive. So, I mean, at least we're not open and, we're able to just keep doing our thing and we struggled a little bit and we were, we knew we weren't going to win. We knew at that point it was pretty much, we're not going to win the championship. We're done, but we're, we want to finish strong, you know, and it's, Hey, still anything can happen type of deal. And uh, we went to the last course. I think it was C1 that was on the Hill there. And even now, I don't know if it was me or if it was a cable, but we were in a tough spot. And I don't know if like I went to push the brake and push the gas or if the throttle stuck. We, uh, I mean, we were doing good. We got through the, the hard parts of that thing. And I thought, you know, what, we're going to run this thing clean. And this is the one that everybody was struggling on and, and whatnot and had a pretty good plan and everything was going like it should. And away we went down the hill and that was the end of it um, for Goldendale. We were talking um, about nationals. So if we won the championship, we were going to the nationals. If we didn't, we're done. The more I thought about it, you know, is it right for me to just say, I'm going to go no matter what. And for me and my position and all the people that invested in me, I felt like I need to go. So 
I knew Jesse couldn't go, but I mean, I was begging and twisting and same with Tom. And I was trying to get those guys, if there was any way, shape or form to come with me to be there and, and do this. And there was just no way. I mean, everybody was out of time, you know, uh, at work. I'm lucky where I'm at. Um, I've been there a long time. I got a lot of vacation and sick pay. So, um, I was fine on the days. And, uh, so Jeremy, I asked Jeremy Sodorf, I'm like, Hey, you want to go to nationals? He's like, heck yeah, I'm in. He gets his rig whipped back into shape from Goldendale. I mean, we were just like, screw it. It's just you and I, my wife couldn't go. Um, Jesse, Tom, Jesse's wife, she came to all the events too and helped out with some of the planning and some of the stuff. Um, so huge thanks to her too. So Jeremy and I come up with this game plan and load up his Toyota and my buggy in the trailer and take off and uh, headed for uh, Farmington. We got down there early so we could go do some of the other stuff, you know, uh, Friday night, the the stuff, or was it Thursday night? I can't remember. Friday we night. We got down there early and went and attended all the stuff. It was cool. That was fun. That place I would love to just go down there and, and go for a week and, and go run some of that stuff. I mean, there's so much stuff that was down there that, I mean, even in people's backyards, I wanted to knock on the door and just say, Hey, can I go <laughs> drive my buggy in your backyard on some of your rocks? I mean, it was cool. It was, let's see, we got everything squared away. The first day struggled a little bit. Um, Jeremy and I, you know, I mean, I don't care who or what I mean everybody's a little different you know and I'm used to Jesse and Jeremy you know hand signals and what he calls something's a little different and it just we I think we were in like third third or fourth maybe fifth but we're everybody was really close after the first day you know we knew that we left plenty to improve on the table so going into the second day I felt like we're right where we need to be and let's just go do what we do. And the first course we get out there, everything's going great. We come up to this deal where I got to burn the front over and I go to do it. And the brakes, they, they felt real spongy and I'm pulling back and I'm like, gosh, and I'm he's like, grab the brake and, lock it up. I'm like, I, it is. And he goes, no, it isn't. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm serious. And we're kind of arguing and all of a sudden. And Jeremy is like really chill, easy going. He's just don't argue with me. No, you're not. And I'm like, I'm like laughing in my head. I'm like, wow, I, I've never seen this side of him, you know, and I'm kind of cracking up. He doesn't want me to argue with him. And it's like, so long story short, we ended up either pointing out or timing out or something. And there was like a cone that we thought we'd went through and we ended up going over and got with the judge and, and it was, it was irrelevant at the end of the day. I mean, we go back and we're thinking, okay, we got air in the line or something like that. Cause there's no fluid anywhere. We're trying to figure this out and we can't figure out why we have no brakes at that point. It was just handbrakes. So take it back, take the, the breakdown time, go back to the pits, go through it. I mean, we're making phone calls and trying to figure out, you know, 
trying to get a hold of Tom because he'd been the one that had, you know, he knows how the systems, you know, what do you think? What do you, do you, what's your suggestion? So we go through and we bleed them and we're thinking, okay, now I have breaks. So I drive up to the next course and uh, get up on the deal, ready to go. Tried to mess around with it a little bit, but we knew we were running out of time. So we couldn't really test it too much. So we get up there. Soon as I get on course, I realize that they're starting to fade again. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Go through the first couple. Now they're getting way down there. And there's this big climb that um, we were going to try to climb it and then cut back over. And I needed I needed to use my handbrakes. This is when I realized that they were like almost totally gone. And I go to grab them and there's like nothing. And I go over and roll the car down the the rock and it lands on its wheels and I'm thinking okay well let's just keep going go back around now I know I don't have brakes I'm just like I'm going for nothing we can if we can finish this course get up this deal we can go back to the pits and see what we can figure out it'll buy us some time so I go up get up on top go to the next obstacle I make it up the deal we rolled down and go through the next go to set up for the next set of cones and I put my foot on the brake and we just keep on going. And I'm like, we're done, you know, at that point. And that pretty much was, we struggled a little bit at the end. I mean, um, Brett won uh, the regular season uh, championship and, but something for him. And the cool thing about it is those guys, his car ran good the whole time. I know he just sold it. Um, He's looking to move up into the unlimited class as well. But um, it, I mean, that's, if you can, it's consistency. I mean, you might not win every single one, but at the end of it, if you can stay consistent, you're going to be in the hunt. And that's, you know, they actually did win a couple events too. So. Um, yeah. Consist if, consistency is big. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. I mean, the camaraderie, uh, the thing that, I would say is the coolest thing to me about this We Rock and this series is it's like family. You go and it's the same people. Everybody's helping everybody and looking out for everybody, even like the unlimited guys. I mean, they're walking around. I mean, these guys that you look at and you're thinking they're God, you know, I mean, these are the guys you've seen them on TV. They're in all the videos They're, you know, it's, I mean, it's awesome. So to, to go back a little ways, the guy that comes over first event, Baghdad, and we're doing the fuel pump thing and he comes over and I'm looking at his hauler and I'm like, that is awesome. He's got cool car, you know, I'm thinking, and he's talking to us. I mean, why does he even give two, you know, that we're having issues comes over. And I mean, he's there like 20 minutes trying to help us out. Come to find out it's Jeff McKinley. And I mean, you've seen what he did last year. He won everything he entered pretty much. But to take the time and, you know, somebody you didn't know, sportsman car. I mean, you don't, I don't think there's anybody that competes out there with us that's got um, the too cool for school attitude. You know, where they're, I mean, 
they're they're arrogant you know i mean there isn't one person that i came across myself that i i noticed that i mean everybody was willing to help everybody had parts they were willing to give you know sometimes we were giving up parts to other people i mean everybody casey aragon and uh and those guys um you know doing doing what they did to help i mean everybody it seems like will chip in to get the next guy i mean who wants to win on default anyways but um yeah it, it was just the the people it's amazing how how everybody's just willing to get in and help compared to like doing the motocross thing i mean everybody you might give somebody something one week and they wouldn't give you a spark plug the next if they thought that you know if it was a points deal. yeah that's the one thing i like about the rock crawlers is people want to beat you on course not out in the parking lot exactly yeah. and, and and that's awesome yeah you know like like goldendale um for me i I wanted, I, I know that's a long drive for everybody. And I know that it's not everybody's favorite, um, but more so, I mean, I think it's a drive. Um, but I'll tell you, I did not want to go. And I look back and it's like, God, if those guys didn't show up, I would have been fine. <laughs> but think of how many sportsmen guys, everybody that was minus Mackenzie because they were waiting on parts, but everybody that was kind of in the points made it to that event. I mean, Tyler Logan, yep. uh, Miles, Casey. Um, it was awesome. Everybody was there that was in contention. So for me, that's what I wanted anyways. I mean, was to, I mean, to be the best, you got to beat the best in your class. And uh, it was a fun event. Um, it was cool watching uh, Jesse go out there in the Roxer. I mean, it was just a fun event last year. Cool. There. So to wrap this all up, we've got you've got a new buggy. Yep. Um, you're going to campaign that in which class? Um, we're moving up to Unlimited. Yep. There you go. Yep. We're Excellent. we're gonna. That was our goal all along. Um, I mean, talking with Jesse, he was kind of wanting if we were to go maybe run one more year, try to win a championship in sportsman. In my mind, I mean, yeah, but for me, where I was is if I was able to get into a car, I mean, I, I wanted to buy Jesse Haynes' old buggy. I didn't know McKinley was selling his car. I mean, there was I was trying to do something. It was just the timing on everything. My wife she had back surgery again that was unexpected um so that set us back we weren't even going to compete actually this year we were just going to take the year off sell that car try to find a car whatever we had to do or whatever we could come up with um for the next season and it was kind of weird because once again eddie sends me this picture of this car and i'm looking at it and i'm like well that's kind of what we're looking and the direction, you know, something, something like this that we could move up to the unlimited class and have something that hopefully would be competitive. And then, you know, you got to start somewhere. We're right back to, we got to start somewhere. So I wanted to move up as quick as I could just because like in motocross, I mean, you can stay in the same class and ride with slow guys or guys that you're beating all the time and you're not going to get any faster or you go up and go up to, the tougher competition and you raise your level and 
that's the only way I'm going to get there. So cool. that's where it is. I'm looking forward to going out there and learning from, you know, the guys that have been there, the ones that have set the standards and just go out there and do what we can do. I mean, that's all I can do. And, and, uh, um, Eddie's actually spotting for me this year. Um, we haven't talked a whole lot with this COVID thing going on. So I don't know if it'll still fit his schedule um, for the rest of the season, but I will say that we plan on running the rest of the rest of the We Rock series and doing the unlimited class Excellent. and courses and, you know, moving forward. It's, uh, it's exciting. And that's from the time we started, that was our, our main goal is to get you know, to get up and, and run with those guys and, and just get better at what we do. Well, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on board and sitting yeah. here talking with us. And I will let you know when, you know, we're going to air the, the, the episode, but uh, thank you for coming on board with uh, Thanks for conversations with Big Rich and, yeah. and talking about your story. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Rich. Um, like I said, I want to thank everybody that's made this possible and look forward to seeing everybody uh, at uh, Cedar City. There you go. Cedar City is a great spot. Looking forward to it. I haven't been to that one. It's what seems like that's everybody says that's one of the, the best or it was their favorite or whatever. So let's go. All right. All right. You take care. Thank you yep, very you much. Too. You bet. Thank you, Rich. Take care. If you enjoy these podcasts, please give us a rating. Share some feedback with us via Facebook or Instagram and share our link among your friends who might be like-minded. Well, that brings this episode to an end. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next week with Conversations with Big Rich. Thank you very much.